Hi, it's Erica. And it's Liana. This is the Night Guys podcast. We're here to join you weekly to cover weird and spooky stuff, supernatural, extraterrestrial, cryptid, culty, true crime. We both have wine today. Woo-hoo! It's very exciting. We both have bottles of wine bottles with of us. Wine. <laughs> Mine's a four ninety nine special. I'm kind of scared. That's awesome. I haven't opened it yet. I didn't realize that Trader Joe's was what came. They say they came up with two buck chuck. Is that real? They did. But this is also a Trader Joe's wine. Oh, it's a fancy one then if it's a five dollar. It's Petite Reserve Sauvignon Blanc. Sauvignon Blanc. And it's Sonoma County. Oh, it was bottled in Kenwood. Once my place of residence. No longer. No longer. Good day to you, Kenwood. (laughs) (laughs) What wine do you have today? I have a wine that I really like, and I was excited when I was looking for a wine for tonight, and then this one was in my line of sight. It's mm-hmm. meant to be. What is? It's Tresini. It's Russian mm-hmm. River Valley. Sonoma County. Savarong. <laughs> it's so good. Wait, I love... where was it bottled? Um, Russian River. Sonoma County. All I know is it's super good. And when we get dinner at La Coco's, we get not this one. But like an Italian version, I think, of this one. I'm probably getting it all mm. wrong. No, it's Italian because we always get the Italian wine at La Cocos because it's Italian and they like it best. Um, but <laughs> Go with what they say. <laughs> this one, it's so good. I love this one. Mm. You can probably find it. I bet Trader Joe's has it. I recommend I, it. I'm very excited. It's not very expensive. It's like, uh, I think it was twelve ninety nine. That's my usual price range, but for some reason I felt compelled because I was looking Dude, for Dude, it's fun to try cheapo wines. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Let me finish my, my old bottle. Hold on really quick. No, mm. get this one next time you're there. I'll send you a picture of it. You know what you're Please looking do. for. It's good. Open up my, yeah, it's good. My Trissini corkless bottle. Okay. And please don't be shit. It's going to be shit. <laughs> no. I don't think it will. Not if it's from Give our it homeland. a little sniff test. Trying to figure out what I'm smelling. Ooh. Welcome to Wine Talk with Night Guys. <laughs> <laughs> I smell peaches. No. And, smell and bark. Barefoot and sirens. <laughs> hat. Hatman. Hatman. Hint of Hatman. A little pinch of Mothman. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that tastes like straight up fruit. Mm, I love a fruit wine. I'll take wine. it. Five ninety nine fruit wine. Oh, five ninety nine. I thought it was or four ninety nine. Oh. Excuse me. Sorry, you were right. You were totally I'm right. Four ninety nine. Get used to it, everyone. Shut, shut your face. Hole. I cannot. Okay, it's okay. Then don't. <laughs> um, do you have any news for me? I do. I'm now okay. regretting Hold it. On. I'm gonna sneeze now. Oh, there you. <laughs> it's. Will I it's say just bless stuck there. you just go. and make sure your soul doesn't escape through your nose, or will I not? We'll find out, guys, mm. when Liana sneezes. Move on. <laughs> it's not going to happen. It went away. Well, I wasn't going to bless <laughs> you anyway. So. That is rude. I'll drink fruit wine. Okay, I will. <laughs> you talked me into it. <laughs> I was going to say, keep everybody on the edge of their seats. Just kidding. Get blessed or not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This one is long. 
Oh my goodness. But <laughs> I don't care. Oh my goodness. Oh. <laughs> this is from Mysterious Universe. It says it's new too. Good for me. Okay. It's from today. <laughs> Oh, Sunday, hot off the press. The bizarre case of an elk abducted by aliens in Washington. These titles. This is the title I would do. <laughs> what is it? Tell me this more. This is about. It's about an elk who was abducted in Washington. Okay, cool. Was it by aliens? Yes. No. Okay, no good. <laughs> it says <laughs> there's been much written of on weird sentence alien abductions <laughs> of on alien abductions hmm i don't like that sentence i don't either okay and the people they spent too much time on that title <laughs> and the people who have had to endure them it is a phenomenon that has really taken off blah 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 according to the original report logged by national <laughs> ufo reporting center new fork is how it goes down national okay. ufo oh they keep the ufo okay and followed up by ufo researchers peter b davenport which sounds like mm. such a fake name davenport anytime i hear that name though it just sounds like it's like i knew a davenport <sighs> but doesn't it sound like a book name like the davenports yes okay, good. it sounds like a made-up person though it does i get that peter b davenport <laughs> mm, i have my doubt do you exist peter you b don't director he's a director of new fork <laughs> and robert fairfax also sounds fake <laughs> director of investigations for the washington state chapter of the mutual ufo network we know oh, as move on on february 25th 1999 it all began with a group of forestry workers out at the cascade mountains of washington state Ooh. sexy about 20 miles west of mount st helens on this day, their mission was to plant trees. Nice. It was a cold, I that job. winter morning, their breath frosting the air as they took a lunch break at one point just before noon. Some of the I workers, ate a sandwich. <laughs> Some of the workers had their attention diverted to a herd of elk in the valley below them. No. For this area, it was not a unusual sight, but things would quickly get very odd Indeed. Indeed. As the workers watch the animals go about their business, the men notice something <laughs> odd come drifting up over the distant ridge. No. I don't like something oddly drifting up. Why is it drifting? It's not even like moving with a purpose. Yeah. It's just kind of like oddly bleh. drifting up over. Mm-mm. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. At least oddly drift downward. Don't go upward. No, then it's getting close no, to I like you. <laughs> well, I imagine them up high on the hill, so it's coming up the hill towards them down. Not like that make, up down. But you know, like, no, like it's coming over the the edge of the hill where they are, and so it's like up, 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 and then it comes down. I don't like oh, it. Okay, I just don't. Is it drifting up down? It is, and it's rude. Okay, um, okay. <laughs> so odd thing drifting up over the distant ridge. Which was described as a heel-shaped object with two stripes on its back. Did you say heel? Yes, I did. Like heel as in foot? It must be. <laughs> That's 
strange. It is odd. They at first okay. thought it was just perhaps a parachute of a skydiver, but that okay. doesn't look like a heel. But whatever it was soon proved to be keeping at a steady height and traveling along oh. horizontally over the terrain, oh. seemingly headed straight towards those elk. No elk, no. No. This was this is not this is not good okay curious enough that the three workers called over so this was weird they called over the others to see what they thought mm. and all of them watched the strange object drift along the terrain completely silently <laughs> towards the elk herd which did not seem to be aware of anything happening oh okay that That's that worries cool. me they should just yell animals are always ro- aware true it's true they could now see that whatever the object was, it was disc-shaped, uh. disgusting, uh. and perhaps 8 to 10 feet in diameter. And with Oh, that's not very no, big. No, it's not. And with a red and white, with a red and white patch on the surface. What? None of them could figure out what they were looking at. <laughs> I'm going to ignore that. And watch Obby. it with a combination of surprise and curiosity. Oh my goodness. When the herd of elk did become aware of the mystery object approaching them, they scattered and bolted to run into the trees. Yeah. Good job, Good elk. Good call, elk. And in the pandemonium, one lone animal ran off down a logging road. No, no. No, the friend. I don't know. I don't think. I don't like this. The object allegedly pursued the single animal, no, moving in a sort no. of odd, wobbly way. And as the shocked, Ew. gross workers looked on, it then seemed somehow to levitate the elk off the ground with some <gasps> sort of tractor beam as it what? appeared hmm, to somehow increase in size. After this, the UFO Ew. shot off <laughs> oh my goodness, towards... A distant ridge with the animal apparently still dangling within the unseen, invisible no, force no, beneath it. No, no, I hate, I hate it. it too. That's I hate torture. It. I hate it. Oddly, not kicking or struggling, and seeming to be as if an insect caught in amber. The UFO no. then disappeared behind the ridge, only to go shooting up into the sky moments later without the elk. What? Okay, so I'm going to tell myself that the story ended way before all of this and Sandy's. happily ever after the elk went off Wait, with his friends. Wait, so the UFO disappeared, but when it shot up... It didn't have the elk with it, or if it, or it did, was maybe inside he the pulled sh- him inside. Ship. Yeah. No, he, he escaped. I like this, too. The investigators of the case would describe the series of events thusly. The captured elk, its <laughs> head apparently against the ventral surface of the craft... And body standing stiffly upright was lifted off the ground just enough to clear the underbrush. The craft continued its slow, wobbling oscillation. The suspended elk moved likewise as if she were a solid metal sculpture welded to the craft. After the craft acquired, without pause, the animal, it moved away at the same slow pace to the north. Following the contour of the land, the elk's feet were observed sweeping circles in conjunction with the craft's movement just above the brush and treetops. Within a short time, the craft approached the forest edge that defined the end of the clear-cut area. Apparently, the craft did not stop or maneuver in time to avoid hitting some of the lower branches. Fuck, that's awful. Yeah, because of the considerable distance of the craft, the witnesses could not discern exactly what had hit the trees with whether the craft, the elk, or something else unknown. After hitting the branches, the witnesses saw it dip sharply and reverse direction before ascending vertically in front of the tree line. 
All three had the impression that the object had almost dropped the animal. Once above the treetop level, it moved over the forest margin and continued northward, dipped out of sight, um, perhaps still following the contour line of the treetops, and ascended at roughly a 45-degree angle into the distance until it was obscured by the clouds. Um, this is so weird. When the report was logged and Tavenport and Fairfax went to investigate, they interviewed several of the witnesses and deemed them to be reliable people who seemed to really believe what they had seen. During the investigation, there was even an elk carcass found along a logging road hated to the north of the site. And although the cause of death could not be ascertained, it was unknown if this was the same animal who had been abducted. Unfortunately, most of the interviewing was done with workers who were not fluent in English and so was done through their boss, a man named Emmanuel, who had happened to be skeptical and um, didn't really think this was a thing. And the investigators would lament, Emmanuel's efforts at translating were not the best, but he was neither a trained (laughs) investigator nor interpreter, so that sucks. So you're just hearing his opinion, and he didn't even have anything to do with it. He, he's probably like this was bullshit. Yeah, Don't like you were wasting my time. Blame he had not. Why can't they get a translator? He had not been present during the abduction, and the event floated somewhere outside his compass of understanding. This presented a challenge, since we were unable to understand for ourselves what the witnesses were saying. Compounding uh. these difficulties, Emmanuel seemed reserved in his translations. Yeah, we knew he believed something strange had happened to his workers. However, he also suspected he was not ready to believe anything as exotic as an alien craft snatching up an elk the testimony waxed expansive and waned timid by turns torn between the need to tell their story and the anxiety of race eyebrows at the outrageousness of the tale they told we struggled with the narrative for 35 minutes there were innumerable questions yet to ask but the hour grew late and signals via body language suggested suggested we close the interview and bid farewell Oh. I would go back and pester them because it's with a translator, a proper one that yeah. would actually empathize with the people. That's insane. It ends with it is worth noting that many of the witnesses were very reluctant to talk about it any further, and it leaves us wondering just what to think of all this. What was going hmm. on here? Why would the UFO want to go after that animal? Was there some purpose to yeah. all this? Um, weird. Gosh, that's really intense i would i don't like that it sounds like it, it was struggling to carry it yeah that's weird so it too. was just kind of like roughly dragging it just it's like in a video game when you pick up yes. something that's like too heavy and it's it like does seem oh. that way. it sounds like they were inexperienced it almost sounds like it was people who shouldn't have that job or like playing with all the controls Mm-hmm. Like somehow kids hijacked the car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't like it. Elk are That's so an upsetting cool. story. I love it. I know elk. elk are sweet and adorable and, and very huggable, but you're not allowed to hug but them don't. apparently. I I would I would not, but I'd want to. Same. We should something. <laughs> okay, great. Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I have some news. Snooze. Yeah, snooze. So, a long time ago, on episode 17 of the Night Guys podcast, we talk about the Diet Love incident. And today, the 13th, uh, there were new findings. Interesting. Coincidence? I think not. Well, what was crazy was that when we were recording that episode 
we had just found out that they had actually relaunched an investigation because the Dietloff Pass incident was so crazy that they were like, uh, there's too many different possibilities as to what went What wrong. did we determine we thought happened? Um, it was like totally UFOs and or ghosts and or monsters. <laughs> or time travel. I think it was that weird. I like the, the weird sound theory. Mm, okay. I like that well, one. I truthfully have not even read this article. I just saw Dietlov Pass, findings from new investigation yeah. thing. And we're in. Coast to coast. So we're in. All right. Russian officials have announced that they, okay, that their reopened <laughs> investigation into the infamous Dietlov Pass incident determined that an avalanche and the subsequent hypothermia were to blame for the tragic event but not everyone's convinced of the findings of course the russian government is going to try to cover everything up because everything that is weird about this is not explained solely by an avalanche and hypothermia yeah i mean you don't you know the thing that gets me is the whole like the tent how the tents were cut open from the outside Mm -hmm. and yes i know when you like hypothermia can cause like like crazy paranoia yeah and like delirious like actions but i think maybe whatever they were experiencing could have been accentuated once they went outside because they were like not dressed or scantily like Mm -hmm. clad dressed and it's like sure that could have like made it worse but i don't think that's what started it all off do you know what i mean because they were in their tents they were prepared they were really they were seasoned yes like so, no, that's not what caused that. It might have exas- exasperated, I can't talk, that mm-hmm. more. But once they were out, because whatever it was frightened them to get out of their tent. You mean exacerbated? I mean masturbated. Oh, okay. Obviously. <laughs> that's why they had to leave in such a hurry. <laughs> okay. So this is what it says, though. So the decision to take a fresh oh look God. at the curious case sparked headlines and excitement back in February 2019 when our episode came out. Mm-hmm. I think it, like it was like a psychic connection. We knew it was going to happen. When it was announced in conjunction, in conjunction with the 60th anniversary of the eerie 1959 episode in which nine hikers in the Ural Mountains died under mysterious circumstances, now nearly 18 months later... The results of what was promised to be a rigorous study have been released to the public. While many had hoped that the new investigation would examine some sort, some of the more exotic suggestions for what caused the incident, such as a Yeti attack, obvious, or the weapons testing gone wrong, also obvious, it was made very clear, or clear very early on the process that only prosaic explanations would be explored. I didn't know that. That bums me out. So Mm. (laughs) this was revealed at the start of the study in which lead investigator Andrei Kuryakov. Okay, so he's a Russian national. So, of course, he's going to be like, we did nothing wrong. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No. We have no monsters. It's fine. So he told reporters that, quote, all fantastic theories have been dropped. (sighs) And that it is, quote, absolutely out of the question that in the event that had any connection to a clandestine government operation. So it was totally the government. (laughs) Yeah. Basically, anything that man says, I'm going to say it's the opposite. Mm -hmm. I agree. I don't trust anybody that says that they will not even entertain ideas like that. Yeah. Why not? You have to. That's like science 101. What's, What's the phrase? Like, everything is open and on the table, right? You have to just Something about impossible... Then, oh, fuck. 
This is wine brain. You're killing it right now. What up? <laughs> Shut up. Whatever. It's something like where. Fuck it. Fuck. I literally just. I want your version. Just no, go hard. All I can't in. Even chips and <laughs> chips all in front of you. All in. Chicks all in front of you. No chips. You said I chicks. Mean, you can have chicks there too. Watching. <laughs> I'm thinking like baby chickens, which is oh, like. No, we don't better. gamble those. No, but I want to. Sh- I'd only gamble them with you. So either you get to have yeah, them or I get to have them. Yeah. And then we split them. And then we just share. And then we cut- cuddle them so much. Oh, so cute baby chickens. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever may seem impossible is possible. Something, whatever. I don't know. The f- I- hmm. Is this a Willy Wonka quote? It should be. I'm. Hmm. I won't I lie. I'm Willy actually Wonka like quotes. a little bit drunk. My face is like red. <laughs> As I try to remember this quote, it's the worst. <laughs> Basically, we like gambling, and we're all in. And, you know, your imagination should not be limited by your logic. Oh, uh, really I right. know what the quote is. I found it. It's from cool. Sherlock Holmes. That's why I was like, why don't I know this? <laughs> <You're so stupid. laughs> okay. It's once you eliminate the impossible, whatever remains, no matter how improbable, must be the truth. Sherlock Holmes said that. I like that. That's how theories are supposed to work. Like, even if it seems totally crazy and weird and, like, out of the ordinary. Well, isn't it, too, like, everything is, like, open and on the table and you can only disprove it? Mm -hmm. Like, everything's an option, right? Mm -hmm. And how it works is you disprove it. And that's why that phrase is so poignant because it's basically saying, like, okay, we've tried to rule out everything, but the stuff that remains is fucking weird and it seems improbable but it's the truth so yeah you can't have bias if you don't like yetis that doesn't mean it's not an option and you can suck it suck it what's andre andre (laughs) sorry (laughs) okay so anyway so because he said that it was absolutely out of the question it is not altogether surprising when kuryakov held a press conference this past weekend in russia and indicated that the months-long investigation into the case had concluded that the hikers perished due to an unfortunate series of natural events no nothing about that was natural that's insane i know okay like it's either my weird sound thing and i forget (laughs) the name of it but it's like there's a certain note that vibrates and it makes you lose your gd mind erica's weird sound thing and it is freaky as hell (laughs) and then the other option that i think is super probable and maybe connected is that there is a government base in russia that was nearby and they were doing testing then and a lot of the bodies that were found had like radioactive like readings on them when they scanned the bodies so it's like and they were testing like mm-hmm. this makes sense they could have been testing both they could have been that and the sound thing or one or the other i don't know but you should watch something the happened past movie it's awesome and trash but it's awesome so you should watch it <laughs> awesome it's way better than the hat man movie which was not a movie so it was exciting. terrible i was excited for that no it was bad so that fool was like it's natural events detailing what he believed to be the group's fateful final hours he explained that the injuries sustained by the young men and women were akin to those suffered by quote rock climbers caught in an avalanche more specifically <sighs> Kuryakov said when the hikers realized that their camp was about to be overwhelmed by snow, they fled the area to seek a safer, sh- a safer shelter approximately, approximately a mile and a half away. 
Alas, this only compounded the predicament as the ill-equipped group lost sight of their tent due to poor visibility and ultimately succumbed to hypothermia over the course of the evening as they were battered by a blizzard as well as unsuccessful... Well, that's apparently a, a thing with hypothermia. Like, there is a thing where you're like, I'm hot! Because your skin's, like, burning because it's so cold. Right, but I don't think... I just don't think that's going to happen. So... Their experience, they would have went to bed dressed appropriately and been warm. And, and then not irradiated? I mean, they were, like, up in trees and shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, it doesn't make sense. And why cutting your tent from the, like... Outside? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Lies. So no doubt trying to close the book on the Dyatlov Pass incident once and for all, Kuryakov declared that the avalanche theory, quote, has found its full confirmation via the new investigation. Quote, it was a heroic struggle. There was no panic, he mused, but they had no chance to save themselves under the circumstances. One might imagine the results of the investigation have already been called into question by longtime Dietlov Pass researchers as it fails to answer a number of questions like we've been talking surrounding the case. Additionally, uh, the decision to only look at natural events from the outset has raised suspicions that the new study is really a cover-up of the clandestine weapons test theory. To that end, a group of independent researchers who have been looking into the case for the last 20 years. That's a long time to, dis- to like devast- to devastate, to devote your life and devastate your life. Uh, so they expressed dismay at the findings and called for yet another official investigation into the case. Considering that the Russian government has portrayed their conclusions as rather definitive, it's doubtful that the case will be officially reopened anytime soon or ever again despite the misgivings of critics. So yeah, they don't even call into question the fact that several of the bodies were irradiated. Uh, That cannot be explained away by an avalanche. Mm -mm, mm -mm. It's stupid. Stupid, stupid, stupid. It makes me mad, and I'm irritated, and I'm mad. I agree. Some bullshit. Dialov Pass is unsolved. It was not an avalanche. Everyone is wrong. We solved it months ago. Dealed it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So before we get started, we have one more thing to talk about. As promised, I am about to share some lovely news from people of color. And by news, I mean history, because there's too much history that we missed in school. There's so much that we missed. Yes. So this is your little history lesson. Unbelievably true. (laughs) Frustratingly true. And I'm going to hiccup. Nope. Yep. Okay. Here we go. Bless you. I did it. Oh, <laughs> I feel hashtag west. Your soul will remain within your vessel. Thank God. Oh my goodness. I'll drink more wine to that. Oh. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> mm. This evening, we're going to briefly talk about Charlotte Hawkins Brown. Have you heard of her? No, but I don't be love ashamed. The name Charlotte so much. So do I. It's a great name. It's the cutest name. I love it. She lived in 18... She was born in 1870. She lived till 1924. So she was born in North Carolina, but she grew up in Massachusetts after her family moved from the South. She was educated in Boston and planned to finish her college education when two events changed her life. First... She met Alice Freeman Palmer, a prominent New England woman who was so impressed by her determination to get an education that she became Brown's first benefactor. Then in 19... Because Alice... Because Miss Charlotte Brown was a badass and was able to have benefactors. Multiple. Okay. Uh, So then in 1901, Brown returned to the South 
to teach in a country school that was supposed was supported by a northern missionary society in the town of Sedalia, North Carolina. Uh, so she arrived during the worst years of the Jim Crow era. Blacks had been disenfranchised as well as segregated, and there was little money available for black schools. When the school's funding ended uh, after uh, two years, Brown decided to remain in Sedalia to start her own school. Badass. She went north no to raise money and returned with $100, which she used to open the Palmer Memorial Institute, an academic and industrial school for African Americans in 1902. So her life was basically a balancing act. She passionately hated segregation and con- uh, continually sought ways around it. Well, obviously. So when she went to town to visit her doctor or lawyer, she would arrange to enter into their office immediately upon her, her arrival. Thus, she avoided sitting in the Jim Crow section of the waiting room. So she would be like, um, my appointments at 10 no. i'm gonna arrive at 9:59. cool thanks good for her <clears throat> so she avoided sitting in the jim crow section of the waiting room so when her students went to the movies or other cultural events she would rent the theater for the day so they did not have to sit in the colored section God. oh man bless this woman so to raise funds for the school she often uh, she wrote letters to potential supporters often she had to pretend to have a vocational school in the mold of those championed by booker t washington however her students learned french italian or french latin and other academic subjects she prepared her students to be leaders of their race in addition to building her school she built uh charlotte hawkins brown was active in the women's club and suffragist movements Awesome. She later became president of the North Carolina Association of Colored Women's Clubs, and she helped organize voter registration uh, drives for black women and tried to get white club women to back suffrage for black women. Awesome. So she saw herself as part of the freedom struggle that was taking place in the black community. The Palmer Institute became an educational success and remained open up until a decade after her death in 1961. And more than a thousand students graduated from her institute during her 50-year presidency. What an impact. Yeah, she was amazing. Especially then. That's huge. Yeah, she was a pretty amazing lady. What? I like her. Me too. That's that cool. was a very abbreviated version of her. Definitely read more about Charlotte Hawkins Browns if you like. Cheers to you, Charlotte. You have a beautiful okay. name and you had a beautiful impact. Dude, that's... I hate that we don't Anger. learn about those kind of amazing stories. Same. It's really frustrating. I don't like it because <laughs> I would like to know. Yep, I would like to know. I'd like to be taught. I mean, obviously, I can teach myself now because I'm not in school. Right, but, but it like... would have been cool to have it be a part of the itinerary. Like, I don't understand. Her education was very whitewashed. <laughs> I mean, I understand, but, like, it's just so stupid, and I hate it, and I'm glad I know about her now. Moving on to less happy things. <laughs> We're going to talk yes. about Hat Man. Hat Man. <laughs> Completely changing directions. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, take a glimpse at my my friend, my co, my, my in person co host, my your silent co host, my silent co host. Honey is right. again sitting in the beanbag chair like a sweet little fluffy angel. Okay, my last pour. I'm not having any more. Okay, what glass are you on? Five hundred. I've drank more than half a bottle. Oh. But- I, so far, I'm feeling great. No wonder. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, tell me about Hatman. Yeah, guys. So, if you listened to last week's episode, you would know that tonight we are talking about Hatman. Oh. I was very excited at the 
<laughs> prospect of Liana learning about this guy. Yeah, because I knew ch- what is Jack it? shit. Wait, what is it? Shit about oh. fuck? Fuck about shit? Yep. What is it? Yeah. Okay, shit yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, which I still will never come to terms with. That you never heard of him. This is. So I weird. feel like maybe I heard the name, but I didn't really pay much attention to it. But I'm gonna say that I know nothing. Yeah. I mean, craziness to me. Whatever. Um, but he is who we are speaking of. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm, I'm sure not- he's dreamy. Let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to kick it off with an article that we both found from bustle.com. Mm. Can I just first ask the question, bustle, is that like a corset, like skirt thing or something that people wore back in the dizzle? bustles that thing that goes like it's not that thing where your shit gathers above your butt is that what it is i know it's like something that like is part of a garment that has way too many layers but one day i would like to dress up in it (laughs) Mm. isn't that what it is is it the butt thing a bustle is a padded undergarment used to add fullness or support the drapery at the back of women's dresses in the mid to late 19th century. Okay, it's an ass puff. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Bustles were worn under the skirt in the back, just below the waist to keep the skirt from dragging. Oh Good. And added them some booty. Love it. Okay, cool. Great. That's what That's I thought, I but I was like, was. if I say the wrong thing, I'm going to be pissed. And I will laugh. No. But here we are. No. Okay. All right. So, first article to discuss Mr. Hatman is from Bustle, the place that named itself after butt padding. Mm-hmm. Um, so, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you ever had the experience of reading or watching TV when suddenly the periphery of your vision, you see what appears to be a shadowy figure moving in the room, even for a moment? Yes, I can personally say I've had that. Have you? No. Really? You've never I mean, seen something weird in the corner of your, like, vision? I mean, I've seen, like, what I thought was something, and then I turn and see nothing. I don't know. I don't want to think that But that's that what it's, it is. No, I don't want to think that I'm seeing stuff that's scary. No, you do. No, no I, I don't. See no. Them. I have, like, hyper vivid nightmares. World, please let Liana see things in her peripheral vision and then look and they're still there waving wow. at her. Thank F- you. Amen. A- F- you. F- <laughs> Forever. So it's easy to chalk up these experiences to your eyes playing tricks on you. Like if you're Liana or the reflection of a passing car. <laughs> also Liana. Oh, a car. <laughs> but callous people around the world have reported, like me, eerily similar sightings. <laughs> Some of them really super duper specific thus the mysterious shadow people have captivated the minds of paranormal fiends everywhere oh i like that it's fiends i like that word so exactly what are shadow people and how real can they really be i think they're real personally i would prefer to think that they are not (laughs) but i know i know that they probably are and then i just want to say that they're not real okay they're real can I lie to myself? Is that allowed? <laughs> no, not allowed. So the term used to describe these alleged, 
quotes, I'm adding quotes, <laughs> beings was apparently coined by author Heidi Hollis, who has panned several or sorry, penned. She has a pander book. Maybe she has panned them. She probably has. Several books on paranormal phenomenon. <laughs> Shana people have been around since the beginning of time and are a dark influence upon society, according to her. I don't think they are. We don't know enough. Hollis has said in an interview with radio show Coast to Coast AM, Love and it, it appears that these beings have, in fact, been around throughout history as descriptions of shadowy human-like figures have appeared in folklore dating back to ancient times. So these mm. guys have been around forever. Um, How does she know that? Makes it creepier. I'm assuming she got it from the Quran. Ooh, because they mentioned pitch black sapient beings in it. Barf. Scary. Pitch black. I, I mean, that. that that's what this is. A shadow person. That aren't hmm. entirely spiritual or physical. And nope. people in ancient Europe reportedly believed that shadow beings, quote, desired blood and without it couldn't be reborn. Mm. That's really scary. And in modern times, reports from people claiming to have seen these beings themselves come from all over the world. So most of these shadow creatures appear through our periphery vision and people who see them are often unable to describe in detail the features of these mystical entities apart from their human-like forms and occasional reports of fiery red eyes. Gross. No. I don't like that. I to me, that. if one has the red eyes, that means they're like the leader and things are about to get realer than they were before when you just saw the plain shadows. Realer? Oh, more. Yeah. Way realer. Realer. The most best realer mm. more better <laughs> similarly in hall's book about shadow people titled the secret war Ooh. she describes them as dark silhouettes with human shapes and profiles that flicker in and out of oh. our vision gross oh. but it appears that people have begun to see shadow people in more detail in recent times perhaps because the beings are for whatever horrifying reasons making themselves seen more and more, people hmm. are beginning to see them straight on and for longer periods of time, Ugh. which also notes the appearance. Um, like this is where the red eye thing comes in. So people are getting to have like a longer, like scarier look at them, and that's when they <laughs> stare into the soul of these beings and their scary ass eyes. <laughs> Sounds like fun. Hard pass. Yeah. Though. Yay. <laughs> There are, of course, many theories about where shadow people come from and whether or not they're even real. Skeptics note that seeing shadow people could simply be chalked up to sleep paralysis, mm -hmm. which is scary as hell. Um, it's not fun. Heightened emotional states is another thing they're saying it could be, mm. or sleep deprivation. Yep. As people who have experienced these psychological um, and physiological conditions have noted a correlation um, and, of course, there's always the explanation that your vision, like your, you know, when you see something out of the corner of your eye, vision mm -hmm. is basically guaranteed to play tricks on you oh, because terrible. it's designed to detect motion and movement, not detail. So mm. that's why it's kind of ambiguous. When you see something out of the corner of your eye, it's like, what was that? And yeah. then it's it's never clear. It's likely that you could make mountains out of molehills um, if you were in the right mindset. Um but I would shadow people. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> Why can't we just say that it's not shadow people? It's straight up shadow people. It's not. Yo. <laughs> but then there are paranormal theories, the ones that seem to resonate more with the people who have actually lived through the terrifying encounters and feel strongly that shadow people are more than just imaginary. No. Hollis, through her research and experience, apparently believes that shadow people are extraterrestrial in origin. Uh, As Leon and I would like to say, they are aliens from space. <laughs> Dip spouse. They're dip spouse. Or mind spouse. Mind spouse. <laughs> <laughs> Join our tour in spouse when you can see them. <laughs> Author and leading paranormal expert Rosemary Ellen Gilly appears to also have seen an alien connection. She Ooh. says. I discovered that many shadow people experiencers are also ET experiencers, especially abductees. Um, So perhaps these beings are alien in origin, but others believe they may be ghosts, demons, or some kind of other interdimensional being. Mm -hmm. Like Bigfoot. (laughs) (laughs) According to Natalia Kuna, I laugh, but I believe that, a psychic (laughs) medium, shadow people are said to be conscious, intelligent, interdimensional beings that can shapeshift into various forms and move back and forth between dimensions. Super scary. Gross. I like it. Most reports on shadow people are overwhelmingly negative. Mm. Not a shocker. But there are allegedly different types of shadow beings, and some of them are not so threatening. Most of the time, though, they're dark, scary as hell. Apparently, there's one type of shadow person that is said to be more demonic in nature, and that's known as... Wait for it... The hot man. No. And it's really you don't say. And is reportedly seen wearing a top hat and suit. Other times, shadow people have been reported to attempt more physical encounters. Um, shadow people are sometimes discovered by a person who wakes up to find them trying to choke or suffocate them. Oh, Locked my up. God. Don't That's awful. I like it. Guys. Hatman, kind of a douche. Probably foe, not friend. <laughs> no, I'm saying I don't want him to come over for drinks. Hat foe. I buy a bottle of wine. Not telling him. Not sharing. I don't want to. I don't want to pop that cork and share. <laughs> I mean, I don't really want to do that with anybody. Unscrew, unscrew the top. <laughs> yeah, this one was a screw top. <laughs> yeah. Are you a socket? <laughs> Sometimes. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> <Ugh>, so scary. <laughs> Shall I continue? Uh, sure. All right. So, I'm sure you guys are listening to this right now wondering, hat man? (laughs) I've heard of shadow people, but not a hat man. (laughs) (laughs) Wonder what he look like. (laughs) Or the wild and crazy guys. That's all I could think of. (laughs) The only accent I can do... For the most part, is one that isn't an accent that belongs to anyone, which in its essence is better than ones that do belong to people. That are offensive. Mine is made up and makes, to me, zero sense. It just sounds like Dan Aykroyd and Steve Martin. It does. (laughs) Oh my God. Rest in peace. Is he alive? No. Yes, they're both alive. Not rest in peace. I'm thinking Jim Belushi, John Belushi, yeah. Jim Belushi, John Belushi. One of them Belushi brothers. You know what I'm saying? Are you okay? 
Harold Ramis, him too? I might be. Okay. All right. (laughs) But you might be thinking, so have I seen this hat man? I feel like you'd remember if you did. I wonder what he looks like. I'll tell you. The hat man is said to be a solid outline Mm -hmm. compared to the -the run-of-the-mill shadow people. They're kind of fuzzy. Fuzzy. Hat man, he is sharp (laughs) and knows what's up. Wearing a hat. He is looking right and tight. Wait, is he a sharp-dressed man? Probably. Does he have a beard? Maybe. Is he from ZZ Top? Possibly. Oh, my God. Did ZZ Top make that song about him? Have I have I gave my fun fact for ZZ Top before? What? No. Okay. So there's three members of ZZ Top. Obvi. The two in the front, uh-huh. not the drummer. Uh-huh. They have big old beards. Yep. Drummer mm-hmm. does not have big old beard. Okay. Drummer's last name? Mm-hmm. Beard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like waiting, waiting, waiting for exciting news. <laughs> <laughs> is that wild uh it yeah. really stuck with me because i heard that like 15 plus years ago <laughs> how really long ago me. how old are you i mean i'm well okay so carry the one i'll be 27 <laughs> in six months <laughs> the lies you tell are deep and crippling ah you're right i'm 25 okay <laughs> So, what does he look like? Not a fuzzy shadow person. Not a fuzzy. He is solid. Gross. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Some people report him in old-timey clothes. Of Aww. course he is. A long trench or cape. Mm, very Ew. matrixy. Mm-hmm. And not just one hat, various hats. I like He it. changes up his hat. Usually a top hat. I, I dig. Fedora. Mm-hmm. Um, he sometimes likes the southwestern cowboy kind of hat, um, which is interesting. The hat man sometimes oh. carries a gold pocket watch. Whoa, I didn't know there was that specific. This is interesting. Gross. That he'll occasionally look at, which suggests that he's sticking around long enough to be curious about the time. Mm-hmm. Gross. Some have seen him with red eyes. Others report featureless, dark face. He's always tall, six feet at minimum, more often eight to ten feet. That is crazy. That means when he walks into your room, he is stooping down to get in. Most ceilings are eight feet, okay? That's. I'm sending you a picture of what I imagine him to look like. So he's standing in your room Mm-mm. when you see him. Mm-mm. He's not Mm-mm. just standing straight up and down. Mm-mm. He is hunched over because mm-hmm. he's not fitting in your freaking room. No. See, I imagine the villain from Poltergeist 2. Oh, for sure. Like but he's taller. totally that guy. But t- I mean, taller. But he was tall. But he has that gross hat. He's scary looking. He probably no, has No, I don't really think that, dude. Good call. He's um, hat man to me. So gross other thing to consider what is he doing the majority of the times he comes to people in some phase of their sleep whether it's them falling asleep waking up or just straight up sleeping Mm -hmm. but he's also been seen while people are awake he mostly (laughs) just watches uh, arching over the bed and putting out a super malicious presence way to go 
It's then that you can feel he's completely evil and mm. wants to do you harm. He is not good. He may put out that scary vibe for a deliberate reason because it creates fear in a subject that he can then feed off of it. Mm. This may be the main purpose of his visit. Your bedroom is his demonic gas station. And <laughs> according to this article, <laughs> you're super unleaded, girl. Hey. Mm. Got high octane. So gross. He has two other common methods of viewing his prey. Watching Ugh. through the mirror. No. I'm okay with that. Burn all mirrors. Break Stay them. in the mirror. Or sitting. Watching from the co- I don't like you sitting in okay, there. You know what? You that means you're too casual. You literally just freaked me out. I had to look behind me to make sure there was nothing. I don't like him sitting there. I don't like I've got that. my cat sitting behind me watching my back. She's watching my six. I saw. Oh, fuck. But it wasn't a guy. It was a girl in my room when I was little sitting on the ground. Dude. Please do not she talk She was about a shadow this. person, like, though. I'm sitting in a dark room. But it was not a guy. It was a little myself. girl. Not a little girl. She was like 13. I don't care. I don't care. Dude, I'm sitting by myself in a dark room. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's lit. I can see your books it's behind you. Enough. I can read the it's title. It's dark enough. <laughs> this is not bright enough for me. I need full light. Oh, my light. God, you fool. My room is dark. <laughs> I have Punky, though. I'm safe. I feel like I have, <laughs> I have honey. You have honey. She's sleeping. Punky's sleeping, too. Puggy doesn't give a shit. He is a demon. I'm fine. So these methods are kind of not, they're, they're disconcerting. Okay. What demonic confines is he working within that forced him to use a secondary source like a mirror to watch you? Why does he need that for some people? Or is it somehow amplifying his gaze when he's in the corner? (laughs) Is his malevolence uh, so innate and casual that he doesn't even have to get up. That's fucked up. That's what I'm thinking of. If he is like, I'm the most malevolent dude in the world and I don't have to stand for this. I'm just going to freak you out and sit down on the ground. That's too casual. I don't like that either. I'm never going to sleep in the dark again. Sean's going to like me. I'm going to need a nightlight. <laughs> so when does he appear? As far as his nocturnal appearances go, the hat man often shows up when people are having sleep paralysis. He can direct other shadow people to terrorize you. Great. So he's like king of the shadow people? Like our friend, the old hag, who likes to straight up sit on your chest and make you feel like you cannot breathe. Hate that, too. He's maybe in charge of her. He can appear to anyone at any time, but patterns show that often comes around people who are in turmoil, not unlike the appearance of poltergeists who feed off of, like, negative energy of people in distress. Hmm. Lovely. Don't like it at all. Um, I don't like it. So what he is. Um, the broadest definition would say he's a dark entity, we figured. Obvious. Some say he's an interdimensional being. Love it. A demon. Not so much in love. Or even the devil himself. Really don't like it. Uh-uh. The latter theory springs from a story of German soldier who saw him and asked who he was. And he oh. answered quote, Scratch. Oh, old Scratch. Oh, damn. Don't like it. Uh-uh. Also in support of this theory is that some have said invoking the name of Jesus gets him to walk or <laughs> hate this part, float out the door. Oh, Nope. Some people think he is an astral projection traveling outside of their human body to terrorize people without risk of being caught. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> this is like the the only subject. I got to be 100% honest with you. Other subjects that we've talked about have freaked me out, but this is the only one that's actually made me genuinely uncomfortable to be the, in the room that I'm it's in. It's weird because it's like... Like I'm going to go turn on all of my lights. I fully believe in 
I oh. I've only seen shadow. I've seen sh- two shadow people at the same time when I was in Kenwood, which is funny because we made fun of it earlier, <laughs> and or I made fun of it earlier, and um I didn't mind them. They were fine, but I have seen like figures that were. It was too dark to see them, but I felt mm. like they had like if I turned the lights on, they would have features. Nope. So I don't feel like anymore. they were actually shadow people. Stop, Does that make stop sense? Stop talking about this. <laughs> but that makes sense though, right? Like, yeah. do you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Like, if I turn the lights off, I like could tell that there was more to you than just a shadow. Yeah. I just like really want to turn on the lights. Like, I want to pause. <laughs> I'm I'm not lying. I'm I'm pausing. Hold on, pausing. I'm watching your back. Oh my god, you nerd. <laughs> You're such a nerd. Okay. Turn on the light in the closet, turn on the we light in the update bedroom. Update after our break. Okay. Return. Really turn on our light. I had to turn on all the lights. I feel much oh, much better in here now. Now I'm I have You to know what though? I I don't know of any time where somebody has been hurt by a shadow. The hag sounds I way don't. scarier. Yeah, well, she sits but, on your but chest. But then even then she just makes you feel like you can't move. Uh I'm she sorry. Is the, sleep the, thought, the thought of something staring at you and watching you is it's awful. It's a very horrible so, thing like, that causes me to have anxiety. <sighs> <laughs> so like six or so months ago because i'm horrible at time but it was in that <laughs> like it was probably four to six months ago okay i had a sleep paralysis again and oh. it's always in the morning which is really annoying because i need to get up and Mm-mm. i didn't really think anything of it and it was just me bobby had already gone to work and you know i think he had gone to work i don't remember esme being in the room that's it's weird maybe he I don't know. Maybe she was just asleep. Maybe mm. it was longer than six months then. But I had it, and I woke up, in quotations, because I can't actually move, but I'm conscious. Oh, God, and that's so awful. I remember there was something in my doorway. Nope. I always keep my door closed. I have since pretty much I was little. I went through a phase where I needed it cracked open, because I still wanted to be able to know where to walk if I needed to get out, and it, mm-hmm. like the crack was enough light where I could find the door fast. Okay. But then I moved into the point where I need the door closed, because I was afraid something was going to get in, and more scared of what was in my room when I went to bed, because I checked it so well. <laughs> so, Fair like, enough. I need doors closed for the most part. Mm-hmm. My door was closed, and I remember I couldn't move, and I was like, Fool, this is happening again. I can't move. This sucks. And I don't Your like reaction it. reaction is so relaxed. I'd be like. <laughs> because it's happened so many times since I was little. Uh, and like, uh-uh. I remember thinking like, okay, it's happening. It's fine. You know what to do. And it's going to take a little while, but it's okay. And I remember like rolling, even though I'm not actually rolling but in my head, I'm doing it, and it's mm-hmm. like, okay, I just need to, like, do something that pops my body inside itself, and, mm-hmm. like, I'm here. But while I was doing it, I remember I stopped, and I remember, like, because I could look around the room in my mind, at least. I don't know if I actually had my eyes open or not. And I saw, like, a guy, because the build is too big to be a nope. girl. Nope. For the, I mean, I guess it technically could be a girl that's just like 
taller build, but it felt like a guy, I guess is what I'm saying. And I remember thinking like, I don't like that. I don't like you. And I remember thinking like, how did he get in my door shut? Obviously he get over my door. I don't have my door locked. But I remember thinking like, that's weird. I didn't hear my door open. Uh-huh. Why is he here? I don't <sighs> like it. And then that made me think, like, I need to get, I need to move faster now. Like, I need to get up. Which, now that I'm talking about this out loud, that Esme was in the room. Because I remember thinking, like, oh, I need to move now. Because Esme's in here. I don't like this guy. But I also remember thinking, like, he doesn't care about her. He's looking at me. So, like, which is good. Because I don't want him to look at her. But I also don't want him to look at me either. Well, yeah, I don't because like if it. you're incapacitated, then you can't help her. Yeah, and I didn't like I didn't like it. So she was in the room. Now that I'm like remembering this, I oh I just didn't like it. And I remember hearing months later on another podcast them talking about how they sometimes see somebody in their like side vision or whatever, but they can't like look at them because they can't move. So it's kind of blurry and funny, kind of like you're like like drugged or coming awake from being like put under like your wisdom teeth are removed like drugged you know like you're coming to um and it was really interesting because the person who whatever podcast it was i listened to she was saying like you know she was told when that happens next time like stick with it and don't be scared of it because it's actually somebody who's not there to do you harm it's somebody who's like trying to contact you while you're in the state to help you Mm. and that's like their moment where they're able to like kind of come through the veil and help you and i was like oh that's really scary i remember thinking like oh shit if that happens again like i don't know if i can do that yeah i don't know if i'd be able to accept that i might be able to if esme wasn't there because then it's just like me in the room and Mm -hmm. punky and my cats and I feel like they can run fast enough and Punky's a demon, so they probably know each other if they're bad. <laughs> but it was really interesting because it's like, oh, wow, that's strange, like, to think of it that way where it's like, maybe it's not bad. Maybe that's, like, where, like, you're more receptive and you're able to tap into that and they're taking advantage of it. And you should listen instead of be like, ah, shit. Yeah, I don't think I'd be able to jive with that. At I all. think I could only because I mean I don't know part of me is like what you got to lose mm. I don't feel like they could hurt me but they feel scary but is that just me in that moment feeling that way and I'm like projecting that onto the situation maybe I don't know I don't think I'm in that much control of my fear level and I don't think I've ever been because I would have such vivid nightmares as a child, like to the point where my mom's listening that right now, probably. And she knows that I would wake up screaming at the top of my lungs a lot, like a lot, a lot. And I, to this day, have really horrible, vivid nightmares often. I don't as much anymore. When I was little, I did, though. I totally understand that when I was little. I mean, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I had this recurring dream of me being run over by a truck, and I'd wake up, like, in the dream in the same spot where I was before, and I would just keep repeating the same stuff, and I would keep dying getting run over by this truck trying to go to my friend's house. Like, it was the weirdest, most horrible dream, but I just kept having it. I'd, I'd have that a million times as a kid. And so... 
I don't think I'd be able to handle seeing a creature or a man or a being watching me out of the corner of my eye. Like if I see that there, I'm probably going to be one of those statistics that's like, she died in her sleep and nobody knows what happened. She <laughs> lost no, it. No, <laughs> you can't let them win. <laughs> they no, don't know. I'm too angry to let that happen. <laughs> Can I'll just tap into your anger. I'm the angry goy, goy, goy. guy from, um, <laughs> what's it called? No, but hold on. I, I, my thought's leaving. Um, Amy Poehler, Pixar movie. Uh, the emotions, all the emotions. Oh. Um, She's Joy. From Inside Out? Yeah. I'm the angry guy. Oh, okay. The angry goy. Or goy. so should i read about uh why everybody around the world is having the same nightmare why are more than why is this more than one person it's this article it's from quartz it starts off with tim brown thought you were gonna say tim burton i got very excited tim (laughs) brown sorry not burton The first time Tim Brown saw the hat man, he was 14 years old and curled up in his bed in Nashville, Tennessee. He was dozing with the only light in the room coming from the flicker of late night television. As he drifted off to sleep, a sound from the television shook him back awake, and that's when he saw him. The dark figure of a man, as featureless as the shadows where he stood. He was tall, he wore a broad-brimmed hat and a trench coat. He didn't say a word. He didn't need to. The fear sucked the breath from Brown's chest, rendering him mute and immobile. The man lingered just outside the frame of Brown's bedroom door, flickering in the shadows between the hallway and his grandmother's room. Finally, as if breaking a spell cast over him, Brown threw himself from his bed, screaming, and ran into the hallway for a fight. But the man was gone. Still haunted by the vision more than a decade later, in 2008, Brown posted a story on a blog he called The Hat Man Project and encouraged others to share as well. Also, the website is not updated as of 2018 i checked hmm okay um so he scoured the internet and found more posts on forums and blogs describing similar encounters the global anthology of catman stories has only grown since the shape of the frightening figure occasionally varies but the way that he makes his victim feel never does utterly paralyzing with terror paralyzed with terror and breathless as if fear had frozen them from the inside out see that would be me only i would actually die mm. so the hat man has been the subject of documentaries and seems to have been inspired one of the more chilling ghosts in the netflix horror the haunting of hill house now i don't remember there being a hat man in that show but now i really want to watch it again so i can be reminded i don't remember that either Hmm. I have to. Is he the guy that was floating around with the hat and the cane and his feet were off the floor? That was the scariest part of that whole thing for me. Oh, damn. I forgot that That must be him. Because let's think. Like, he's really tall. Mm -hmm. I mean, he doesn't float, but that could be just artistic. Well, he kind of does. Remember, you said that he kind of floats away. Yeah. Okay. God, did he? I think he did have a hat, didn't he? I don't remember. I'm going to have to rewatch it, even though that show fucked me up. It was up. the creepiest part of that whole thing for me. I didn't. Maybe because you've seen him before. Maba. Maba. <laughs> I'm going to look while you talk. Okay. So, shared nightmares. Shelley Adler, a medical anthropologist at the University of California, San Francisco, had a similar question because. It's like, why are multiple people having the same damn experience? Adler became Mm -hmm. interested in the cultural origins of nightmares after reading about the deaths of several ethnic Hmong refugees who who emigrated to the U.S. from Laos. Update, that is him. It is him. Send me a picture because I want to see, but I also kind of don't. 
Oh, wow. He's a crypto guy. I'll send you it tonight at like 1 a.m. Fuck off. <laughs> do not do that. Alexa, set alarm to 1 a.m. <laughs> Dick. In the four years spanning the late 1970s to the er- in four years spanning the late 1970s and early 1980s, 18 seemingly healthy Hmong men living in the United States perished suddenly in their sleep. Almost 100 more deaths. How fall- many? Uh, 18. That just sounded not right. Yeah. Really? Yeah. One I had to hear it again. Whoa. Um, what? Almost 100. Same night? Mm, no, between four years. That's still crazy. Yeah. Uh, almost 100 more deaths followed in the next decade before tapering off. Doctors ascribed the death to a condition in, with the alarming name of, quote, sudden unexpected slash unexplained nocturnal death syndrome or what? SUNS. So it's like SIDS, but, but in adults. Yeah. In the years since, researchers have theorized that many sons' death are caused by Brugada syndrome, a genetic condition more pe- more common in people of Southeast Asian descent that causes irregular heartbeats and increased risk of sudden death. But in the Philippines, Thailand, and Laos, and other places where such deaths were slightly more common, sons had a different name that often translated as some variation of nightmare or nightmare death syndrome. Oh, God. The worst. The name suggested that it. Oh God, that's awful. The name suggested that it was the dream itself that killed people, a sort of real-life version of Nightmare on Elm Street, the horror flick in which people murdered in their dreams by the blade-fingered Freddy Krueger died in real life too. So that's where he comes in. That okay, which is understandably so. Oh, crazy that it happened in the seventies and early eighties, and then okay, yeah, 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 okay. So, in an effort to understand Hmong imp- interpretations of these deaths, Ad- Adler interviewed refugees living in Stockton, California. When asked about common nightmares, men and women described a figure called a Dab Song, pronounced Da Cho. Great. Good job, Liana. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. It's not my fault. You're good. Uh, an evil spirit that visited sleepers at night pressed upon their chests, like the hag, and mm-hmm. attempted to smother them as they slept. Almost all of How the in- scary. This, I, I would like to know if the hag is related to the succubus. Like, are they one and the same, mm. or are they actually different entities? Mm. That's a good because it's very similar, right? Succubus are supposed to sit on top of yourselves yeah, but- and then get a little. They take it farther. They kind of perv it up oh a bit. Uh, okay. Moving on. <laughs> um, almost all can the interviewees... Can we be... No. Succubuses? Succubusai? It's succubi. Succubi? Can mm-hmm. we be those for Halloween? No. We need to go to Salem. Okay. For Halloween. Yep. Dressed as them. What do they wear? Ooh, what don't they wear? I think they don't wear a lot, and that's why I'm like, no, I'm not a... <laughs> I swear to God and the goddesses, because there's multiple, because uh-huh, we are many. We are legion. <laughs> that if Halloween is at all canceled, Erica will lose her mind. She will go into sleep paralysis and then make her nocturnal brain float above all y'all and ruin everything make you miserable wear your goddamn masks and stay home please i'd really like to go see my dad without worrying about making him sick my dad's got really bad lung health and i can't visit him and it's been months 
No. He's got really bad Alzheimer's, and I really would like to visit my dad while he still knows who I am. So please wear a mask. Thank you. Okay. Message over. No. Moving on. Back to horrible hat man and these poor people from Laos. Almost all the interviewees were familiar with the Da Cho. (laughs) Spelled (laughs) Dab Tsog. So I need to learn more languages, apparently. You are absolved from your pronunciation. 58% reported having been visited by the nightmare themselves. But Thimang were hardly the first or the only people to have an oral record of such suffocating nighttime visitors. As Adler describes in her book, Sleep Paralysis, Nightmares, Nos... Nakbos? Nosbos? And the Mind-Body Connection. I don't know what that word is. It's N-O-C-E-B-O-S. Nosbos? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. For about as long as written records have existed, people have described a frightening nighttime vision that paralyzes them with fear and seems to suck the breath right out of them, often by pressing directly upon their chest. Have you ever actually had anything push on your chest? No. Okay, thank God. Uh, I haven't. Not that I'm aware. Okay, so tales of such evil spirits come from my cat. (laughs) She definitely has slept on my chest. She loves you. She's like three pounds. She doesn't count. She's fluffy and adorable and has adorable yeah, toe not, beans. She's a light entity. <laughs> not dark. She's not dark. No, she's not she evil. Is, she is happiness. <laughs> uh, so tales of such evil spirits come from ancient Assyria and Greece. So among the Canadian Inuit, the, oh, fuck that word. I don't know. This thing. Described this awake but paralyzed feeling in Japan, the Kanashibari folklore from newfoundland describes an old hag who sits upon sufferers chests as they sleep creepy the entity has stalked human beings throughout history not merely within a particular society or during a specific time the appearance of the figures that people saw in these frightening episodes if they saw anything at all varied across culture but the fear was always the same talking a little bit about sleep science until recently people who experienced these night frights had little choice but to ascribe to culturally available explanations Demons, ghosts, spirits, indigestion, madness. Yes, IBS. <laughs> Don't eat ice cream before sleep time. <laughs> Makes weird <laughs> dreams. I would know. <laughs> so that's actually like, I can't eat any kind of ice cream. Like that's even, wild. even when Are I was eating serious? dairy. What do you mean? What happens? Even, I don't know. But even when I was eating dairy, like I couldn't have dairy ice cream or even um, like soy or coconut or anything ice cream. Like any kind of sugar. Within like an hour or something before bed, and I have weird ass dreams. What really? Yeah. Like bananas. I mean, dreams. I kind of stop eating before bed if I well, eat yeah, anything. No. It's like Rice Krispies and cashew milk. <laughs> Delicious. It's my weakness. <laughs> but that's wild. Mm-hmm. Really? That's so funny. I've heard of that before. Yeah. Like I it's common, I think, because I've heard of it. But that's Maybe just funny. Just because I'm old, and by old I mean really young. I'm only like twenty three. Really? Oh, I'm the old one now, are we? Mm, you said yeah. you were 25 because you're old. <laughs> so, people who wake in the night and feel paralyzed with terror aren't crazy or imagining things. Thank you. So, during the REM stage of sleep, uh, the muscles relax to the point where they become immobilized, probably to keep us from violently acting out our dreams while we sleep. Good. <laughs> this yes. is also the stage okay. of the most intense dreams. 
People who experience sleep paralysis have essentially woken up before they've stopped dreaming, they say. It's an incredibly common sleep problem. An estimated 8% of people experience it regularly, and some estimates have placed the number of people who have... Wait, hold up. 8%? 8. That's a lot of people still. Okay. I can't do math, but that's a lot. I also it's in the cannot middle. do math. <laughs> I only do science. <laughs> Someone do math. Anyway, uh, some estimates have placed the number of people who have at least have experienced at least one of these uh, experiences in their lifetime as high as forty percent. Experienced many of an experiences. Shut your face. <laughs> <laughs> have you experienced an experience? Always. Mm. Always will. Always have. <laughs> Always do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, many who experience sleep paralysis also experience hypnagogic hallucinations, Yuck. which are v- vivid images perceived in the transition from wakefulness to sleep or the other way around. Spiders or insects crawling up the walls, gross, is a particularly common such vision, according to why. Alan Avedon, a professor of neurology at the University of California, Los Angeles, and director of the UCLA Sleep Disorder Center. Whoa, there's a sleep disorder center at UCLA? That's so cool. I want to be studied in it. I don't mm. think I have one, but it, I just, I just like. be studied. I like, I like it. I feel like that would <laughs> be wanna cool. Go. I know. It would be. So apparently, uh, so are human-shaped figures as like a common thing. Uh, so these episodes are often accompanied by a profound sense of fear and anxiety and a sense that something is trying to harm the sleeper. Uh, what they're seeing is very real to them and they're reacting to the image in a way that seems to be very similar across individuals, across cultures, and across geographies. Stress, caffeine, and sleep def- deprivation can make uh, these episodes more frequent and intense. And reports of such episodes from patients at the UCLA clinic, many of whom are university students, tend to spike during finals and midterms. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Stress. That gets checked off. Okay. Yeah. However, sleep science can't yet explain why the brain serves up the specific images as it does in dreams, nor why multiple people across cultures might experience the same dream or nightmare. So they haven't exactly figured everything out at UCLA. Uh, mm. We're not always conscious of the way of the ways in which images in popular culture influence dreams and memories. Memory is a fluid and easily manipulated thing, and it's not uncommon for people to have memories that feel entirely real without being aware of the role that outside factors may have played in their creation. That is true. So the fluidity of memory can lead to new cultural myths. Myths. Oh, they're gonna throw shade on Betty and Barney Hill. Are you ready for this? I. No. Okay. Then. I love them i, I do support too. them i do too and i believe everything that you've ever said they're saying that they were sleep and stress they were sleep deprived no. and stressed okay then we're gonna skip that but that didn't happen we're just no fake news How fake news dare they bring them into this hat man <laughs> he wouldn't even be upset by it rude He's okay i have to put on his angry hat all right so moving on from that article I want to read something really briefly that's from the alien book. (laughs) I heard briefs. I just needed to say, oh my goodness. (laughs) Hat man and briefs. That's how he shows up for me. I don't know about you guys, but we're in the massive chats. And a cowboy hat. This is an excerpt. 
from a Google book. I hear you say the word excerpt, but I hear assless chaps. <laughs> That's what you said, right? That is. Oh, good, good. Oh, come on. That's the best one ever. I'm going to save that as a message tone, a little text tone for you. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> so this is from the Alien book, A Guide to Extraterrestrial Beings on Earth by Nate Redfern. I hate Red the title Fern. of this book already. Alien oh. book, get rid of it, burn it, send it away, blast it off into this stratosphere. But it's a guide for extraterrestrial beings on Earth. Legros. This is a bit burn talking it. about the, the men in black. Um, <laughs> men in black. <laughs> Fitting, considering this whole entanglement with Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith happening right now. I am not paying attention to that. I don't want news about rich people and their rich people problems. I just don't care. Me either. If you're rich and you have problems, your problems are not my problems. (laughs) I'm going to mind my own business. Thank you. I'll drink to that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so true. Never truer words have been spoke. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, so we're talking about... <laughs> this section is apparently about the men in black, but also the hat man. They're similar. They both wear hats. Do they, though? Sometimes they don't. I think men in black do. Oh. Watch Project so... Blue Book. You have not. I've said it I on know. at least five episodes. I know. Like, the last three for sure in a row. Watch it. Just watch. It's so good. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay. Back to what we were talking about. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Hat Man. Men in Black. They're similar, but different, but still similar. Ooh. But very different. Assless chaps. Both have them. Mm. While wearing hats. Yes. Obviously. Well, like the Men in Black, the Hat Man has floated in the periphery of our lives for decades, observing our movements floated <laughs> why are they all floating occasionally interacting with us but always threatening charles was 13 years old in 1949 and lived with his mother brother and grandmother in san jose california when the hat man crept into his life ew he lay in bed with his brother talking before they drifted off to sleep when the shadow the window sash moved quote a dark figure dressed in a black cloak and wearing a black hat with a wide brim appeared in the window no facial features were discernible on the person, but I took it to be a man. This hat man opened the window and reached through with both hands. I thought he was going to climb in. At that moment, I started yelling my head off. As Charles's young voice pierced the night, the hat man closed the window, turned, and disappeared from sight. The next morning, Charles saw that the window was locked from the inside. I saw something. What the hell was it? Charles said. People have reported the hat man from England to Brazil, from Australia to California. From eyewitness reports, this entity can either be solid or vapor, a a waking nightmare or a sleep disorder, a real entity or the result of electric stimulation to the brain. 
because the hat man is described more ethereal than men in black, many explanations are possible as to whether these are entities or something physiological. Um, So then they talk about sleep paralysis. Oh, this is interesting. Hormones in REM sleep paralyze the major muscle groups. When people suddenly wake, the hormones stay in their bodies for up to eight minutes. During this time, they can feel the pressure on their chests and see people who seem real. This feeling is also Mm. known as old hag syndrome and according to uh, psychology is fairly common. Since the first black and white gangster movies, the media has programmed us to fear figures in dark suits and fedoras, so in the dim silence of the night, a coat rack in an unfamiliar room may appear to us as the hat man. A la Babadook. (laughs) Right? That's what he was. I know. I remember that movie freaked me out, but it also kind of made me laugh. Um, Same. It was like, ooh, this is creepy. Oh, but when he says his name, it makes me giggle. <laughs> my bad dog. Bad, bad dog. I'll like get my bed. Calm okay. down. <laughs> Your name is bad. <laughs> so tricking the brain. Electronic stimuli into certain stimu- uh, sections of the brain and tricks of light and shadow have been shown by scientific testing to make people see this dark figure. Ghosts. Uh, many paranormal investigators and psychics consider the hat man to be nothing more than earthbound spirits reflecting their appearance in life. Demons. According to a Catholic exorcist, demons can manifest themselves in the form of this shadowy entity, sometimes with glowing red eyes, as some hat men are described as having. Red eyes for sure. When I, If you're seeing one of them, that's not a spirit trying to talk to you. And it... That's the villain from Accidentally is coming off scary. Like the red eyes version. No one who's trying mm-hmm. to contact you and means well and is a family member or someone who no. is loved by you. No, they're not going to present red eyes. Mm-mm. Sorry. Unless that's you're seeing not. an albino bunny. That's uh, yeah, that's like a demonic presence that is trying to pretend they're a family member and can't quite do it because they evil and they have red eyes. And they're a demon. Yeah, a damon. <laughs> Omens. The hat man is also associated with impending doom. People have reported seeing a hat man muffin. looming in the shadows He's the <laughs> for the muffin. onset of some tragedy, such as an accident, major disaster, or death. Oh my god, and if he has red eyes, then he's totally Mothman. Mothman! We know what you're really trying we to do. We gotta put a hat on Mothman. put out. Yes. <laughs> we do. <laughs> Mothman, God, he's so misunderstood. I have every fiber of my being is like Mothman is really genuinely trying to tell us like, hey, don't go here. I'm trying to help. You guys he's... are not listening, but you remember <sighs> me trying to tell you something and you're blaming me now great things by is he hat mothman or moth hatman oh moth hatman moth hatman (laughs) (laughs) so it would be hatman moth hatman (laughs) dimensional travelers some speculate that the hat the hat men oh more than one i don't like multiples i don't either are observing i didn't sign off on that observing us from other dimensions their shadowy persona being our only perception of what these people look like in their own world and your least favorite, extraterrestrials. Disgusting. A growing number of people are placing the hat man into the realm of extraterrestrial contact because of the similarities in the encounters, such as silently entering bedrooms at night, gross, paralyzing those who see them, gross, and sometimes feeding upon their energy. Why? Uh, these entities, like E.T. encounters, seem to visit the same people time after time. Ooh, time and then there's... After time. If it lasts, <laughs> sorry, 
else. There's a little story. About I love stories. This is the last little bit that I'm going to share, though. So, this person was visited time after time. <laughs> was it Cindy Lauper? His name was Cody. <laughs> uh, maybe. Codename. <laughs> uh, the cowboy, a black human-shaped figure, featureless except for a hat, a fedora with a wide brim, has followed Cody for years. So he calls him the cowboy. Cody spent most of his childhood cowering under covers as his hat man paced through the bedroom and he shared with his brother. We no. called him the cowboy because he kind of looked like the Marlboro man. I can never say that word. I don't know if I said it right. I don't it's care. Say. Uh, the visit stopped during Cody's senior year in high school in 2011, but then they returned. Gross. Gross. My God. He lived with them from like infancy to high school. That's oh my God. Awful. Okay. So my car started acting up. I'm in the process of looking for a job, finding an apartment, buying an engagement ring. Oh my God. He's got a lot of stuff on his plate. <laughs> And so he thinks that all that stuff on his plate might have been what brought on what happened. What happened was the cowboy. I'm sitting in my car on the phone with my mom. As he described the car's behavior to his mother, he noticed a movement in the corner of his right eye. Cody turned toward the passenger side window and saw it. The shadow man who tormented him in the night as a child. It was full on. A shadow person in an old fedora. It was standing there. It leaned over like it's bending to look at me. As the cowboy reached out its arm and knocked on the car window. Oh, it knocked two times. Mm-mm. After it knocked, it did. I've got like this much left. How much does the bottle? How much had you drink? Three? Three bottles? Glasses. No. Yes. Bottles. Show me your model. Show me your titties. What? Show me your bottle titties. <laughs> bottles sound like titties. <laughs> this bottle, this glass was this full when I came in here. And then I refilled it. And again, now I'm on three. This is, that means are... all the numbers are floating above my head and it means nothing. This is what I've I had three you. full glasses. Yeah. Oh, That's a bottle. I don't. It, it's. Yeah. Is that at the bottom? Yeah, this is, is my empty? finger, and I can see it, and that's where it is. Oh, boy. Gonna be texting you at 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about what you think of Marilyn Manson. <laughs> Marilyn Manson? Yeah. Beautiful people? Always. Oh. I love Marilyn Manson. I really am, school. like, very upset still that him and Rose McGowan didn't work out. Right? <laughs> Andy Devontes, both. Right. I don't that like too. that either. Didn't. Either one would have been fine. It's because they were both too beautiful for him. It is true. They were super hot. It is and true. It was just not that. Not. Him and Johnny Depp, maybe they'll work out. I know it shouldn't be all about looks, but sorry. They're just too gorgeous, those women. That's very true. Not sorry. Especially Dita. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Rose McGowan's pretty amazing. She's gorgeous, too. If you can shave her head and look decent. <sighs> So I mean, I, I mean, decent, because I wouldn't. No, I'm worried. I'm so scared of losing my hair because then I'd be like, everyone would know that my head's lumpy. I feel like my head is lumpy. Same. Me too. I feel that same way. Whatever. Message to people that have shaved their heads: Is your head lumpy? Do you feel self conscious about hot? it? <laughs> but we would think you would look hot. It would just be our own shit on our own selves. Our own shit. 
We yeah. shit on ourselves. Is that what you're saying? For sure. <laughs> if we had to shave our heads, yes. I have to pee so bad. I have to pee so bad. I'm still drinking. I have to pee so bad. <laughs> the cowboy knocked on the window. We may have to pause. <laughs> I'm, I've never had to pause a pee, and tonight may... It might be the night. Tonight, 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 tonight. Might, might be to the the <laughs> the pee pause. Oh my god! Now I'm talking about the pee even more. Okay, I'm okay. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now that I'm moving, it's so painful. Oh, oh. Okay, guys, we're back. We had to have our break. We were gonna die. Guys, I just peed the most gushing of all waterfalls. Punky is upset. He's coughing. Oh. Demons are being exercised. And we're spent. <laughs> we were talking about Cody and his cowboy man. That was a hat man. <laughs> Remember, this cowboy hat man had knocked on his car window, which is so horrible. Um, It knocked two times. After it knocked, it dissolved in my vision. It just showed up, knocked on my window, and then was gone. Gross! He wonders if the cowboy wanted to let him know that it was still around. I wouldn't want to know that it was still around. It had been a really long time since he had seen him, and he was feeling stressed out, and I think he just showed up to feed on that. I don't like that either. I don't want things showing up to feed. So this, I, I read this Barf. while you were peeing the Guinness World Records of pee. It was. Given the reports, men in black and the hat men are likely related only in casual appearance. The dark suit, the fedora, the awkward movements. However, whereas men in black talk, the hat man is silent. Thank God for that. That makes sense, though, because men in black appearances are when people are, like, coherent. They're like, I was going to go get dinner. They followed me. I sat down and had dinner. They were at a table near me. My date left to go to the bathroom, and they came over and talked. Mm -hmm. You're awake. Why would... A hat, hat man. man talk to you when yeah. you're like in like a state of duress and mm -hmm. sleep paralysis. That I mean, that makes sense to me. That's not weird. That doesn't mean they can't be the same thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. When you're awake, when you're not really, you're <laughs> awake, but your body isn't. It's mm -hmm. not like full consciousness, in my opinion. Agreed. So, cool. men in black appear with the, the norm of humanity, if not slightly pale, waxy, and thin, but the hat man appears two-dimensional. Waxy is so gross. Showing gross. no features, just a deep black silhouette. Men in black gross. are reported to appear at the doorstep of UFO witnesses, but the hat man appears to anyone at any time. These entities have similarities, but if they're related, it's only by their great taste in hats. Mm -mm -mm. Fashion. <laughs> oh, Bowie. Fashion. Oh, da, 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 da. I got to read this book. The next par the next chapter is Human Eating Extraterrestrials. <laughs> you would hate this book. <laughs> I truly would. I don't like any of those words, especially when put together. Bias this book. It's the alien no, book. The guy of the book. Do not send Erica send alien flesh-eating human far brains. <laughs> don't do that. I don't want that. Send her the book. <laughs> send me a compilation of David Bowie's songs. Mm -hmm. And their meanings. <laughs> I'm fine with that. So not Hatman, but Starman. Yeah, Starman. Star no Hatman. No. 
Do you want to read some Reddit stories? Oh, stop. Oh, why take out the sky? Oh, no. I'd like to say hello. <laughs> Thank you, lose your mind. They say so, stop. Oh, that's a horrible butchering. It is. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get into Reddit because that's where um, my mm-hmm. favorite thing occurs is in the Reddit. <laughs> the reddit world archives is that what we'll call it Why sure not? yes all right here's one from you guessed it 14 hours ago <laughs> oh hey and bear in mind this is from the subreddit the Hatman. or hat hatman hatman boom pow Woo! all right this one is entitled i suppose it's my turn from <laughs> You slash boy wonder 210. <laughs> Great. We all saw that coming, didn't we? We did. Oh my goodness. <laughs> he, she, them, they don't care. This person writes, I saw the hat man on a family vacation in Knoxville, Tennessee, winter 2014. My family was staying at a spare house of my in-laws. My brothers and I arrive a day before everyone, and I luck out and get my own room. Thank God. I have insomnia. Boo. And usually I have to take sleeping pills. That sucks. Whatever. Do what you gotta do. But after a long day of travel, I don't need help sleeping. I have a very vivid dream. I was in a busy city heading home from work. I had just gotten off the tram when I realized I'd forgotten something at the office. I turn around to get back on the tram before it leaves, but it's too late. I don't know what they meant by this word. Resign. Resign? Okay. I think they, yeah, maybe? I think they mean resign. Um, so, okay. We'll say resign myself to waiting as the sun sets. I feel a presence behind me. Gross. I wake up. Mm. As the world comes into focus, I see a man at the foot of my bed. Maybe it's one of my brothers, I think, as my eyes focus. Is not either of them. It was a man. Nearly as tall as the ceiling. So that checks out. And a wide brim fedora. He was real thin with wide shoulders wearing a tailored suit. I could not make out any facial features, but the figure was facing me. Mm. I have insomnia and am no longer a stranger to bumps in the night. I am thoroughly frightened, but also tired and impatient with this bogart, which seems content to stand still. Stubbornly, I roll over and resume sleep. (laughs) I respect that. (laughs) I open my eyes to an early morning bus stop outside the same busy city. I have a bicycle. As I wait at the stop, I see a coffee shop across the street. I set my bike by the bus stop and run across the street to grab a cup. By the time I turn around, someone is screwing with my bike. I run back, dodging traffic recklessly, and grab my bike. A tug-of-war begins between me and the stranger. We spiral across the pavement and into the street just as the bus arrives. I wake up. The entity still stands at the foot of my bed. Gross! <laughs> this time, I don't ignore it. I stare right at uh, Oh, I don't like it. How does he stare at it? I don't know. You wake up, it's in your dream, and you oh, and it's there, and you stare at it? Whatever. They collect every detail. <laughs> Felted hat with a ribbon. Felted hat with a ribbon. Wow, that's very specific. Uh, very Lenny Kravitz of them. French cuffs. Ooh, spare squ- 
square cufflinks. I don't, oh, a square, sorry. You, wow, really? French cuffs with square cufflinks? That makes okay. me think of like Lestat, but with a hat. Yeah, two-button jacket, two-button wow. jacket. Even as I try, there's no face. That's interesting considering these details, because yeah. what we just talked about, they're sharper than shadow people, but they're not like this kind of a detail. Uh-huh. That's interesting. Okay. Hmm. Uh. Even as I try, there's no face. Narrow chin. High, wide cheeks. They're sounding quite hot by the moment. <laughs> Furrowed brow, but empty sockets for eyes. Uh. Love it. And smooth nose and mouth. I felt as if this figure was allowing me to do this. I guess they mean, like, really take it in. And it leaned in, perhaps to give me a better look or to get a better look at me. Uh, nope. At this point, I am less afraid what? and get the feeling this figure is trying to communicate but can only do so in my dreams. Mm-mm. I fall back asleep. I do not recall the final dream, but when I awoke the third time, it was just a bit before 4 a.m. and I was free of the hotman. <sighs> I stepped out for a smoke with another ghost story my brothers wouldn't believe. Hmm? Okay. That sounds awful. Soup's chill. I like how the Lestat hat man was like staring at him, but not staring at him because he doesn't have yeah. face. Yeah. Yeah. No face, man? I mean, the least they can do is be stylish if I'm about to be scared shitless. Check out my sweet hat and cufflinks. Uh, my, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. French cuffs. Uh, into it. <laughs> now, if only they had the Lenny Kravitz insanely large scarf (laughs) (laughs) i will always love that scarf i want one it just looks so heavy it looks comfy and so warm it does cozy it it does look heavy though yeah it's gotta weigh at least 12 pounds (laughs) (laughs) it reminds me of like the first scarf that i ever tried to knit like ages ago when i was like working with really (laughs) chunky yarn i didn't know what i was doing so i like knit it super close together so it almost was like a rug (laughs) (laughs) He was wearing a runner for all way. That's, scarf, <laughs> That's so what it seems like. <laughs> Maybe it was made by like one of his kids. I'm here for it. No, Wait. he bought that and it was super expensive. It was made you by a fan. It looked super good. I know. He's Lenny Kravitz and he is welcome aboard. <laughs> <laughs> Fight me. Oh. He's on board. Not oh. you, just oh. the public. I was like, no, I'm not going to fight you on that. <laughs> You're like, we've been in the doll whip room for days. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this subreddit from for the hat man is pretty interesting because, I mean, people are actively posting see him on tonight. it. I want to see him tonight. Fuck off. If I see him, I'm going to be so mad about well, he's, everybody. He, I don't hear him, like, doing mean things. I think he's I think he's misunderstood. But they scare like, people. I am uh, that's scared. our own bullshit being scared. I don't think they're trying to scare us. Well, I don't have any more to share about this jerk face that invades people's <laughs> comfy sleep. Do you? No, I guess not. There's one more. I could send you if you want to read it. No, I don't want to know about him anymore. He's so already scared, upsetting yeah. me. I've I've had to pause and turn on lights. You did, for the record. All right, including the light. Since in the Leon hallway. is a 
Yeah, little bitch. Shut and up. by little bitch, I mean little dick. Because I like to say things that are derogatory towards men to describe actions instead of female ones. She's being a little dick. You're being a chode. Not a pussy. Not a bitch. She's being a little dick. She's being a taint. You're being so a chode. I, I accept this. And I acknowledge you. Oh my God. <laughs> All right, should we spin this wheel? Yeah, spin it. Play Let's that ditty. Spin Play the that wheel. ditty. ditty. Spin the wheel. All right, here we go. Okay. I'm so scared. <laughs> I don't know why. Dover Demon? What is that? What is that? What is What is that? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> dumbest looking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I like him. Oh, you stupid looking. We're all in. And if we don't have enough no. information, then we'll just talk about demons. <laughs> Sound good? Please look at a picture of him, please. All right, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking into it. <laughs> I'm here for you. <laughs> I'm into it. All right, cool. Oh, he's so goofy. Yeah. Should we dress as him while we talk about him next time? How would we even dress like it? How would we not? That is a great question. I don't. I still don't know. <laughs> Guys, Dover Demon, what's up? Has anyone seen the Dover Demon? Have you He's not pretty seen goofy. the Dover Demon? But you want I'm into to? him. I'm into him too. <laughs> I can Looks see like a great nice guy. Pair of assless chaps. Sweet hat. Sweet hat. Wide brim. <laughs> Pouring <Right>. more wine. <laughs> and I will have officially drank a bottle of wine by myself in three, two, and one. Guys, it's been an episode. I legit drank the whole bottle and I could write cursive, so. <laughs> Reflect on your bullshit while I don't reflect on mine. What does this even mean? <laughs> uh, okay. I don't know what to say to you. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. You've done well. I've uh, graduated to level five. Of what? 300. <laughs> of what scale exactly? Our scale. Oh. Liana. <laughs> The Geist scale. Got it. Yep. Mm-hmm. You can skip numbers. Wait, oh. what happened? Hold on. I'm now at level 45. Oh. Jesus. <laughs> Who knew? Praise Satan. It just took a little bit of time for the wine to process to create. No, I level. felt compelled to say this by the divine spirit that is Beelzebub. Or Moth Hatman. Both. <laughs> They're friends. Old scratch. Misunderstood. <laughs> Old scratch. <laughs> oh no, my headphones came off. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, guys. Guys, thanks for listening. This was really fun. Yeah. Also, 
side note, if you can rate or review us, we oh, would yeah, really, yeah. truly appreciate it for whatever unknown satanic reason. It means something to the algorithm that is <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> and if you rate and review us, then we are seen, like, we, we get on other people's radar, mm-hmm. which means more people hear us. And how awesome is that? We can grow our audience space and our community and we would be so appreciative if like you did that and if you do let us know yeah tell us because unfortunately we're not able to see all of our wonderful international fans reviews so if you just tell us we'd really appreciate it and then we'd happily send you a sticker and uh i do need to tell you that due to covid we are limited with certain countries that we're not able to ship to. I was trying to send something to one of our beautiful listeners in South Africa, and the USPS and South Africa are not jiving right now. So if you still give us a review, let us know. I will put you on a list, and when this shit is all over, I will gladly send you a sticker because we really, truly do appreciate you. We so do. Thank I want you, you to receive and something. also... If you have any suggestions for topics or mm-hmm. anything that you would like us to cover, whether it's like small or large, it doesn't matter. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness. <laughs> and we'll cover it. We love your guys' ideas and we love your input and we will gladly talk about it. It's really fun for us to talk about things that aren't of our own doing and we like to hear what you guys are thinking about and it's fun to talk about it for us. We truly enjoy it more than our own bullshit ideas that liana and i think are fun to talk about 100 percent. our favorite episodes are ones that you guys come up with first 100 so thank Which you also leads me to then say one of my favorite episodes was um us talking about your guys um own experiences and mm. listener like stories um if you have anything at all please on instagram or facebook um or twitter please like let us know um, we'll um, set it aside and we have enough um, to make it a full episode. We would gladly add your stories or experiences to um, an upcoming episode. Yeah, these can be ghost I stories, aliens, cryptids, whatever weird shit has happened to you. Yeah. We're not going to make fun of you. Obviously, no, we make fun of ourselves because we Yeah, no, suck. not you guys. <laughs> and legit, anything you guys tell us, I... And I'm sure Liana feels mm-hmm. the exact same way. We don't question it. Like, Mm-mm. what happened to you is real as far as we are concerned. And we want to share it. And we're all in. So please tell us. Like, it's non-biased, non-judgmental. I want to hear everything that has happened to you guys. Because it is super cool and super fascinating. And, and we're really jealous. exciting. <laughs> so please let us know. Instagram, email. You can call us and leave a voicemail. Um, if you follow us on Instagram, we have our number. It's there. You can click it. But Liana's going to tell you it right now. Our email address is nightgeistpod at gmail.com. Our phone number is 707-200-3898. And that is a Google number. We will not pick that up. So leave a voicemail. Text it. doesn't matter what you do. But we will get that message. And even if you called and left a message and it's not perfect, no judgment. And you could even leave another one. And if you think the second one is better, let us know. We'll play that one. We don't care. We love you guys. And no one's perfect. And anything or Except whatever for you want, we'll be true. We'll present it how you want. Um, and we're on your side. And 
anything is possible as far as I'm concerned. Like it's all cool. I love it. I love I all this shit. And you guys are awesome. One final thing. We have a Patreon. You can search for us at Nightgeist. Uh, just search for Nightgeist at Patreon.com or in the app. We did get a new patron member today, Mitch. Thank you for joining us. We're so excited to have We're excited you. excited to meet you and know more about you. Please join our next Zoom meeting. Guys, if you <laughs> are lonely, especially because of COVID going on right now and can't see your friends, and you consider us your friends from far away, then please join our Patreon because we have Zoom meetings with all of our Patreon members. Oh my God, and they're so fun. It's really fun. Like, we have no restrictions. You can say as little or as much as you want. Um, it's so much fun. I truly get so much out of them. I know Liana feels the exact same way. Um, it's like mana. Like I it, need it. <laughs> it's so much fun. I'm hoping. I'm hoping we can maybe do one this weekend if um, mm. possible. But um, it's just great. We talk about everything, nothing. There's no subject that's off limits. Really, it's just a lot of really fun, happy people. Every every emotion is welcome. <laughs> we're just happy to see you, and we're all together in this crazy weirdness, and we're all keeping we each have other company. A- shared love of strangeness Mm -hmm. and it's great and i love it and it's just a fun time where we're all drinking or being stupid and no one judges anybody it's a great time safe space it's great definitely safe space yes so guys join us uh on patreon join us next week when we talk about dover demon Demon. (laughs) so that guy is so goofy i like him (laughs) (laughs) you silly he makes me happy like Moff Hartman Moff Hartman well guys I'm Liana this is the Night Guys podcast my bad and I'm Liana okay good thank you and I'm Erica (laughs) okay bye 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 bye